What's good, everybody? It's your man, Big Doug, coming live and at you with the True Players Podcast, episode number 17 on this lovely Thanksgiving um, day. Actually, it's very cold up in New York, i tell you that much. It's brick out here. And first, I want to wish everybody a happy, a happy Thanksgiving. I hope everybody's eating their, their turkey and ham and collard greens and your sweet potatoes, um, mac and cheese, lasagna, all that stuff. Hope you guys are enjoying the day. Unfortunately for me, I have to, you know, since I work in the healthcare field, healthcare field is 365, 24-7. And I was um, had the unlucky um, duty of actually working today in Thanksgiving. So I'm going to be able to, I'm, I'm going to be eating a whole lot of leftovers when I get home tonight. I'm um, just going to hit you guys up today with the, uh, the podcast. You know, I want to go over a few things. I know you guys, been I, I've been missing for the past week. I've been going through some personal things with my mother's health and all this, that, and the other. I will speak about that a little later in the podcast. And I want to just talk about the uh, the Jets, the Giants, the, the Jets, we capped the Giants of uh, 11, as well as the Knicks, and also the, the two games that happened, um, the two games that happened today, um, the the Bears and the Lions and the, the Cowboys and the Redskins. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna start with those two uh, items first before I get into my into my teams. All right, the Bears beat the Lions today, 23-16 in the game. You know, it started off very slow. Um, Chase Daniels started in place of Trubisky. Um, the first few series, Chase Daniels looked kind of rusty, but he really picked it up at the um, in the mid, mid the middle of the game and um, f- ended up finishing with 27 of 37 uh, for 230 yards and two TDs. Um, the Bears' um, running game did not exist in this game. Um, their, their main their main running back, um, Jordan Howard, only had seven catches for 13 yards, as well as um, Tariq Cohen with uh, three carries for 14 yards. Um, most of the damage came from the uh, the receivers, the two TD passes that he threw. Um, Matt, Matt, Matt Stafford, he struggled in this game. He went 28 for 38 for 236 yards and two interceptions, which, which, in which one of them was a pick six. Uh, Garrett Blunt had a great game. Uh, he's, I see he had the 19 carries, 88 yards, and two TDs. And also had a reception for 15 yards. Um, Galladay had five receptions, 90 yards. And Theo Riddick with seven receptions and 48 yards to highlight um, what's going on in that game. Um, basically, I, what I saw from that game is I think the Lions pretty much held back their offense because of the Khalil Mack effect. You know, Khalil Mack, when he's healthy, has been a sack machine and, and disrupting all the offenses with his um, pass rush. Uh, Matt, Matt Stafford was a lot of doing dinking and dunking passing throughout the game. Because of that, because of the pass rush that that's, that he has, yeah, he, he would have to deal with with Khalil Mack. Um, but anyway, the Bears are eight and three, first place in the Central. I think they have um, a, a little a control over that division now. They created a little little um, breathing room for themselves. Whereas the Lions fell for, fell to four and seven. Um, the second game was the, the Cowboys versus the Redskins. Um. Colt McCoy starting in place of the injured um, Alex Smith, who's going, who's going to be out for the rest of the season with that broken tibia and, fibi- and fibi- fibula. Um, Colt McCoy, I don't know. I don't know. I think the Redskins are going to end up losing that division. The quarter, uh, Colt McCoy does not look like he, um, in my opinion, I don't, I don't, probably because he's, he was rusty, rusty and things like that, but he, he, he was pretty bad. He was throwing balls right at the Cowboy, cowboy Defenders. You know, 
So as as before, I started my podcast. I was listening to the uh, Saints and Falcons game over on the radio, and right now when I, you know, put on mute to the to record this podcast, the um, Saints was up seven to three, um, in that game. And now we're gonna talk about. Now we're gonna talk about the Jets right now. My um, the Jets. I'm gonna give you a pregame thoughts on them playing against the Patriots uh, this Sunday at one one p.m. And also how I feel about them losing to the Bills 41-10 uh, two weeks ago before the bye. That game was bad from the, from the, from the start. How can you let a quarterback who was on the street 10 days prior to this game light you up like that? First play went for fifty about 50 yards. And then um, LeSean McCoy had a big run. And from that point, I thought that game was over. Because the Jets didn't look like they were ready to play. They looked very flat. And um, McCown, you know, at the game, I thought the Jets had a better chance of winning with McCown. But he seemed very rusty. Um, lack of lack of um, chemistry with the receivers, most notably with uh, uh, Anunwa. Um, he didn't have... He looked very rusty out there. But I, I'm quite sure um, his second game he's going to start for. I, I believe he's going to start over Darnold against the Patriots um, this Sunday because Darnold's still I'm struggling with that foot. Yes, he did suit up the past two days, but didn't really participate in the um, the team drills. So I, I, if, if I was them, I'd stick with McCown. Um, but my my opinion is Todd Bowles should not even be allowed to be coaching this game. I thought he should have been fired um, after the after the Bills game. Actually, I put a post on Facebook screaming to have him fired at halftime. That was a pathetic showing, lack of preparation, and I'm starting to agree with um, those guys up in FAN, Joe and Evan. To this guy needs to go now. He has to go. He's he's not the he's not the coach that's going to take this team to the top and to the top into the playoffs. They should have entered the bye week at five and five. There's no reason why. There should there no no reason why they should be three and seven and playing the Patriots. Now you gotta hope if they can win a game the rest of the season because they, their schedule just, it just got tough. They got the Patriots twice. They got the Packers and uh a few a few play, playoff bound teams in in the last uh six weeks. I don't, I don't think they're gonna win another game. I'm hopeful. But I don't, I really don't think they're gonna win another game. It's 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 you know just just get 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 the get um Bowles is um moving van ready and get him out of get him out of there. You know, I was hoping I was hoping to see Kevin Green be head coach for this game, but that didn't happen for whatever reason. The Jets did not want to fire him during season, even though he had every even though they have every right and grounds to fire him. But as far as um. What he would need to keep, what what he would need to do to keep his job, I mean, I'm not I'm not the owner, I'm not the GM, but there would there would be, if I was the GM or the owner, there would be nothing he could do to save his job, his career as my if I was general manager, his career as my coach of my team is done. Even if he went nine and seven, he's done. Because you he, because you when you when you're a coach, you lose winnable games. Games games against teams that you should beat. This team should have been right now. Should have been if I if I could look at my look at my. Uh, they should be six and four right now in my in my estimation, six and four. 
Those two games, the two games against Miami and the one against the Bills, two very winnable games. They should have won those games. And now they're gonna face the Patriots, who just came, who who were also on a bye, coming off getting their ass kicked by the Titans. The Patriots teams are the Patriots team is an angry team right now, and this is a bad time for the Jets to play them. I, I I can see them losing by two touchdowns, maybe three touchdowns in this game. Isaiah Crowell, after he after he ran for 219 yards, seemed like he 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 went to sleep after that. He was done after that. I don't think I, he I don't think he's going to be in the team next year anyway. So you you know this, you know he's he's a one he's a one year wonder with the Jets, for me. The Jets got a lot of work to do. Got a lot lot of work to do in the offseason. And um, starts with um, getting a new coach. Um, getting a better offensive line. Because that's that Spencer Long is garbage. He's garbage. He can't he can't snap a ball to his quarterback in a shotgun position. He should not whatever they're paying him, he needs to get cut. He needs to get cut. I'm sorry. I, I was spoiled by having going through at least 15 years of Mawaiian Mawaiian Mangold for 15 straight years. Was it 15 straight years? Wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me think about this a little bit further. Yeah, about 15 years. Mawai into a Mangold of great center play. All of center play. You got these guys spent so long. Hey, what's up? I'm back again. Sorry about that, everyone. We, um, my recording got cut off in the middle. My my podcast got cut off in the middle of the recording, so we're going to continue where I left off with um, Spencer Long. Uh, like I said before, I got spoiled with 15 years of Mawai and Mangold, two Hall of Fame centers um, that was anchoring that offensive line to greatness. And um, Spencer Long is not, is, is not cutting it for me at all, whatsoever. He's just not. And um, I believe the Jets should cut him. Why keep a who? Why keep a center who can't snap a ball from from the shotgun? Because snap a ball to this to his to his quarterback in the shotgun to keep his quarterback in rhythm to throw the ball. It throws a timing off when you're throwing making a high snap. I don't want to hear about injuries. He's probably doing that during his injuries, even before he was injured. So now I'm gonna leave the Jets because there's no reason to talk to talk about them, the Patriots. The key to the Jets is to, to beat the Patriots. They have to play a perfect game, no turnovers, run the football, and score touchdowns, not field goals, touchdowns to beat the Patriots. It's gonna be a tall task, but we'll see what happens come Sunday at 1 p.m. And now we're, we're going to recap um, Giants game recap week 11, where they beat the Bucks 38 to 35. It was a great game for um, for the offense side of the ball with the Giants. Great game. They put up 38 points. Odell Odell Beckham had a TD catch, and Saquon Saquon Barkley was the was the freaking man. He had 27 carries for 142 yards, two TDs. Two receptions for 10 yards with, with another TD. So you had three total TDs throughout through that game, which is great. You know, he, he's the he's the rookie that was um, drafted number two. Drafted over Sam Donald, and he's proven his worth now. Running between the tackles, making big runs 
out of nothing. Um, they made some changes in the offensive line where they, they cut Omame. They got rid of another offensive lineman and, and signed two two new linemen who really fit the chemistry. Who really fixed the chemistry of that offensive line in which Eli's having more time to throw the football and opening more holes in the running game, which is good. Um, it's actually it's helping um, Odell Beckham's um, prophecy of running the table and going nine and seven. Is going to be? Is it possible? Yes, but I'm only giving it a 35, 35 to forty percent possibility because of one reason: this this defense is not good. It's garbage. They got a lot of overrated guys on the defensive side of the football, starting in their secondary, from Janoris Jenkins. And I'm starting to think Landon Collins is also overrated also. They have no pass rush. They can't stop the, they can't stop the run. It's funny because they, 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 um, Ryan Fitzpatrick went 13 of 21 for 160, 167 yards with three INTs. They built a big lead. They were up by three touchdowns. James Winston comes to the game. He goes 12 of 16 for 199 yards and two TDs and one interception. James, James Winston almost brought his team back and nearly won the football game. It took, a, it took an interception at the end of the game to seal that game in which the Giants once again came out of came out of the game 38 to 30, win, winning the game 38 to 35. You know, Eli played great, played okay. 17 of um 17 of 18, 17 of 18 for 20 31 yards and two TDs. Um, the other, his other TD was to uh, was to um, Beckham and Barkley and um, Evan Ingram to a session for six six yards. Um, as far as the Bucks go, they have too much talent on the offensive side of the ball to be struggling like this. They have too much too much talent. Got Deshaun Deshaun Jackson, Mike Evans, and um, and OJ OJ Howard. You guys should be scoring like thirty points a game easy. And I think um, Dirk Cutter is going to get fired at the end of the season for, for this team. He deserves to get fired too. He's on he's on he's on the level of bowls, underachieving with the teams that they have. I'm not saying they want to win the Super Bowl, but at least compete. Could be somewhere close for a playoff spot. Something close to that, at least. Please. Now I'm going to go go over to the Knicks, New York Knicks. Um, they had a big game. They, they had a big, uh, big win last night in the Boston Garden. Boston, they beat the Celtics one seventeen and one hundred nine. Um, the Knicks' record right now is five and fourteen. Um, then from that game, I watched bits and pieces of the game, and I watched almost all the fourth quarter. And they let they led the game wire to wire. But the one thing that that I have a problem with with this team, I understand. Look, I understand Fizz does not worry about winning, but when you have big leads like that and you have a young team. This is when coaching comes in and you got to teach these guys or put in the right lineup to finish the game off. There should be no way the Celtics should be coming back from almost 18 points down in the fourth quarter to almost nearly win the game. It took a big game by Trey Burke, who I'm a big fan of. I'm a big fan of Trey Burke. He dropped 29 points and 11 assists. And he came through in the clutch. He made a big three-pointer with about 30... uh, 35 seconds left in the game that made the game a six-point game. That gave um, the Knicks a, a big breathing room to seal that game off. Um, Trey Burke is having a, 
a good four-game stretch. He was averaging almost 25 points per game. Um, like, like I said, I'm a big believer in, in Burke. Um, should, is he better off the bench or starting? That's up to um, up to uh, David Fisdale to figure that out. But he's playing great. Um, the team needs his offense to help out. Help out Timmy Hardaway Jr. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. dropped 21 points in that game, and um, they set the six-game losing streak. You know, they they blew a, they blew a lead in, against the Trailblazers at home. Um, it's just the team. In my opinion, I'm going to say they're, they're almost there, but their record should be better than 5 and 14, to be honest with you. They, they, played, they had some games where they had big leads and, and choked those leagues away. What, what do you, what do you, add, what do you um, chalk that up to? Is it a young team trying to find its way? I, I could say that. Is it chemistry? Guys trying to find rhythm with each other? That too, but it's also coaching also. It's going to come to a point that uh, Fitzdale is going to have to find a consistent lineup to go with, and just go with those guys throughout the game, throughout the game and down the stretch. I like Von Ley. I'm a big. Fan. I like Von Ley too. He's a double. He had, had double double the past two games also. And Cantor. The thing about Cantor, I would love for him to start, but I don't think he plays enough defense for the team that's out in that starting lineup to um, be a starter. I think it's better off coming off the bench and dropping double doubles off the bench. Less pressure on him to play defense all the time, because if you see, sit there and watch Nick game with um, Enos Cantor, um, his defense. Oh man, the man needs to learn how to play some defense. You know how to rebound, but he can't play no defense. If he could play, if he could play defense as much as good as he rebounds. We may have something there. We may have something there with that. So we'll see how, what happens with the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? So, it's, it's um, once again, the Play True Plays podcast, episode 17. You may hear gaps throughout the recording because my phone had um, cut off during recording. Um, like, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. Um, keep, keep, keep listening. Keep bringing more viewers over to my podcast. I'm on Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker Podcasts, any, any of those platforms, I'm, I'm on it. True Players Podcast, T-R-U-P-L-A-Y-A-Z, Podcast, you know what I'm saying, um, you know, I'm going to speak about healthcare for a little bit, because my mother, you know, my mother is improving, but had setbacks along the way, the most important thing uh, I want to tell about people is when you're, when your family member's in the hospital, you have to be their advocate, more than ever, and, and especially at the age of my mother's age. My mother's 81 years old. Um, even though she wasn't the healthiest woman in the world, but when she walked in, the, she walked into the hospital. And now she's laying up in her laying up in a hospital bed for the past two weeks, not knowing if she could recover from the stroke that she had due to negligence with the hospital. We have to be when you have a parent who is alert, no matter what age they are. You have to be an advocate for them, even though they're alert and orient- orientated, because you don't know if they once well, you don't know if the hospital visit they're going to be able to walk out of there. You don't want to have that feeling when you when you bring your parent over into the hospital, no matter what age they are. People, the doctors dismiss my mother because of her age and try to, they try to slander her health condition 
which when she walked in, yeah, did she have some issues? Of course. She's 81 years old. Of course, everyone at the age. It, you name me one person who's 81 years old and is 100% healthy. I want to see. I want to meet them myself. But you're working with doctors, especially with these new millennials, who just want to collect that paycheck and just just discard the elderly, despite of their mental, despite of their mental condition or mental capacity. There's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of 80 year olds that I know, including my mother, who are more coherent and more more alert and orientated than people who are in their 50s and 60s. I'm not trying to say that to make a joke. I'm saying that to, saying that to be real. It's truth. And my point was in the last podcast I did, episode 16, is everyone is deserves to be treated equally. Forget about the age. Now, you know, I, I work in the healthcare field. There's some. There's sometimes... There's some patients I think people just hold on too long to their parent and they're going through a lot of suffering. I see that. Go through a lot of suffering, you try to keep them alive. They live live to like 95 years old, they got a tube in and up their nose, they got a tube in their stomach. It, it comes to the point where you have to cut the cord. You know, I'm saying this because but they about they're about to put a tube in my mother's stomach because of their their fuck up of not paying attention to my mother. At a time where they were, and she was in their care. Remember, keep one one thing is different about my situation. My mom walked into the hospital where she consented to her surgery. She consented to all the treatment that she had. Now, me and my sister are now being advocates for her because her ability to do that now for herself, she can't do it for herself because of, of, of hospital neglect. And we can't have that. This is the United States of America. And the problem with this country is we're too driven by the green paper and not, and not enough caring. And that's what I want to tell you guys on True Place Podcast that be an advocate for your parent, be an advocate for any family member that goes to a hospital. Because you don't know what's going to happen once they get in there. And you have to go in there and pray. Pray. Don't let no one discourage you from praying. Just because they don't, just because they don't believe in God, or don't they don't believe in the God that, that's projected projected to them, and the, what they see how God projects is projected to them, doesn't mean you have to follow suit. You know what I'm saying? I pray, I read my Bible. You know, I'm a Catholic man. Yes, I'm Catholic, but I don't always I don't believe everything the Catholic religion tells me, because you got to go back to the source. You got to go back to the Bible. Everything is derived from the Bible. Whether it's New Testament or Old Testament, everything goes back to the Bible. And the Bible is it, 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 it is a tool for you to, to, to look over and read. If you don't believe in the Bible, okay, it's your choice. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, I, I want to thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I need more prayers. Hopefully, you know, I need your prayers. I'm praying for my mom to get back to her health. Get back get back to where she, close to where she was before she walked to the hospital. Plus, you go to a senior center where the friends in the senior center. Be the life of the party. Be dancing, laughing, and just be happy. That's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm praying for. I want you guys to pray with me and ensure that my mother, Rosemary, is back up and healthy again. And and to live the rest of her life the way she should be living her life. Rest of her life. 
Alright, once again, it's your man Big Dom. Come hit, hit you. I'm hitting you live with the podcast of a cold Thanksgiving night. I'll talk to y'all next episode. Peace.